What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, it just turned Tuesday, June 24th, 2014. It is about 12.20 a.m., but it's Monday night, everybody, and you guys are listening to episode 165, um, and uh, yeah, man, I got a full episode, saw a movie, got to talk some sports. Uh, unacceptables, and I gotta tell you guys, I have been doing absolutely fucking nothing and loving it. That's how I'll start the show today. Um, you know, for my job, what I do for a living as a stand-up comedian is, you know, need to be on stage, and, uh, you know, even if you're not booked or scheduled to do shows that are paid, you always like to work on your material, you always got to run around, you know, you can't be off stage, you got to be upstage as, as many days as possible, and any comedian listening to this knows that. Uh, however, that being said, uh, with running around and trying to get my album done, and running around trying to get a short set that's clean, and going on tour and traveling and doing everything that I've been doing. I was uh, not booked that much, um, you know, last week. I uh, had a show at the beginning of the week on Monday at Stand Up New York, and then I wasn't booked for, for, for the rest of the week. And what I did was, um, instead of getting booked, which I could have done and I could have, you know, run some, some material and do that, what I did decide to do was... Um, I wanted to get some more experiences in life. I wanted to get more family time at home. I wanted to just be away from stand-up for a while. So I kind of just took a back seat for a week. And I got to tell you, it was one of the greatest things to, to do. Um, now, yeah, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm going crazy. You know, I'm obviously, I'm booked this week. I'm going to be on stage this week. Then I head out to Vegas for the weekend. So... It's going to be a great week, but the time that I had off, um, I just didn't want to think about stand-up. I didn't want to think about uh, writing jokes, and that's usually when jokes come to me or tags come to me for um, jokes that I'm using already. And I just spent time with my family, man, and it was, it's was it been amazing. You know, with my kids playing in the yard, just... Um, just you know, having family over yesterday, eating, relaxing, um, just sleeping better, giving my giving my body a recharge, man. Like you know, just just charging my batteries, and um, you know, it feels good because then it feels like um, the new things that I'm going through at home, you know, are are going to be things I could take to the stage, taking some time off, just experiencing stuff and living, and then you could take that to the stage, and I didn't want to get stagnant and just get on stage to get on stage, but not really bring new creative thoughts, and that's one thing that if you're um, a comic, because I know a lot of comics listen, like, oh man, that was really good insight, and you know, I always like to bring some real shit to the show, talking about if I have an audition for something, and you know, I kind of brought you guys into my world, uh, getting into that Montreal Comedy Festival last year, all the things that I went through with that, so this is just another thing and another experience, and um, it was just something where I was like, wow, am I really going to go almost a week without getting on stage, and without fighting it, I just actually was like, yeah, I want to do it and I don't want to fight it. I don't want to, you know, run. I could run into Manhattan and get on stage. And, you know, I'm not saying that in an arrogant dick way, but I could, you know, there's definitely a couple of clubs that would say, hey, man, you know, hey, I want to go in and, and just get up. But I just really decided to stay away. 
and relax at home and eat dinners at home and not run down to the city and just be with my family and um it's great it made me i'm I'm hungrier than ever i want to get back on stage i feel my body feels better my mind feels clearer um you know i definitely i'm not gonna lie i did some business and administrative stuff uh you know there were definitely things that were done updated the website took care of some stuff you know um phone calls and all this i did have a meeting with a network um you know that i had to take care of and and stuff like that so there definitely things get done but as far as like just at night being home and being around the people most important to me i did i just loved doing that and you know i'm going to vegas for a few nights in the next couple of days so that was another reason but so that was my week so i don't really have many shows to report on to be honest uh you know i just performed stand up new york monday had a great time I am excited. I'm working on a couple of new bits that that are really good, and and so I'm I'm excited about that. But just spending time at home, man, barbecuing, you know, and um, just enjoying the deck, my deck on the top of the fucking hill overlooking these mountains and stuff. Just being in the woods and having deer running all around my house and just kind of being in in, in this whole environment is just it's, it's something that I took not for granted but something that I I you know really didn't I guess really didn't you know just be a part of enough like at night you know sometimes cuz you're just running around trying to get this and that done and um you know Got a chance to sit and just watch a movie at night, hang with my, you know, hang with my, my kids watching their shows, laughing with them, running around the backyard. They don't want to get off the swings, which has been fun. Uh, but yeah, so I just been laying low, guys. I'm trying this fucking diet, you know. I'm trying. Uh, you know, I feel everyone's telling me I lost weight. I look like I lost weight, but I don't know. You know, I want just more and more and more. I just, you know. I'm just going to start doing, I'm just going to start taking like diarrhea pills and not eating. Like enough of this shit. I just, it's just so hard. Why is it so hard? Why is dieting so hard? And here's another thing. I'm just, I just got to bring this up. I know this is a, a weird segue, but I mean, how is this Finding Bigfoot show still on? I mean, how the fuck is this show still on? I was just at a television network over the weekend having a, you know, pitching a show with a couple comedian friends of mine. We're in Manhattan and they, you know, there's ideas for a show. And of course, networks are always going to find, you know, holes in ideas and, and doing this and that. And that's just part of the business and that's fine. But finding fucking Bigfoot, these people have not found shit yet. Now they changed the name. To, this is what this was. Now it was finding uh, Bigfoot. Um, what is it? Pro, uh, what is it? Hard evidence or something, or or finding Bigfoot. Um, more evidence, and then in parentheses it said best evidence yet. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? These guys, these assholes have been running around the woods for fucking six years, five years now, all over the place, looking at mud and saying that there's prints and they can't find something. Come on, man. How dumb are we? I mean, they got tow truck shows now. They got shows on tow trucks and, and, and fucking Bigfoot. It's like, yeah, we get it. People get their shit towed and then they get upset and it makes for good TV. 
that's how fucking ridiculous things are getting right now. That there's tow truck shows and, and, and people running around looking for some fucking hairy monster in the woods and, and, and people are still tuning into it. Like what the, what is happening right now? Best evidence yet? Listen, if they find a severed head of a fucking, you know, here's the best evidence yet. I want to finally turn this thing on and watch a fucking Sasquatch eating a deer's leg like we're eating a fucking drumstick on, on, on fucking, you know, a holiday with your family, just ripping up a leg. I, that's what I want to see. Can we see that? And then have one of these assholes get ripped limb for limb for fucking being in the thing, okay? And then watching people get horrified. That's, until that happens, this is a joke. It's just so ridiculous that this show is still on. But anyway, it, it, it's, you know what? That's not even unacceptable. It's just, it's actually like miraculous that not only does that show get on the air, but it gets on the air for as long as it gets on. And these people found nothing. And then they have the nerve to like, after the season's over, that's how much people are watching that. After the season's over, they have it called further evidence, best evidence yet. Grown adults just going in the woods going like, and they're like, oh my God, do you hear that? Do you fuck, do you hear that? No, shh, 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 shh. Oh, my God. We got a school. We got. Yeah, there's a Bigfoot out here. There's a bit. And then it just goes to commercial. And it's like people are like, oh, my God, there's a Bigfoot out there. Listen, I live in the woods up here in upstate New York. Okay, I live in the woods. And I pull into my driveway. And I see the other night I pulled in. There was um, there's always this deer. And like, I, I think it's her young or like, yeah, like her and I guess you'd call it her fucking daughter, whatever. They're always eating off the apple tree. They're always they're always in my backyard. And I pull in and I always see them. Okay. And at night we hear the coyotes out there. You know, we actually hear a ton of animals out, you know, out this way. These people have the nerve to just get on TV. This is a thing. It's not even their fault. These executives that are green lighting it. And I know I talked about it before, but like how long? Can you actually lie to people and say further evidence, best evidence yet, and they don't find shit? It's almost like a spoof on themselves. It's like a spoof. I just, I, I, just, I, I honest to God, I don't understand how they're doing this. I, I swear to God, I don't understand it. It's like, it's like an executive bet. All right, dude, how long do you think we could? I bet, dude, we could probably get six seasons. Nah, fuck. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is, but whatever. Hey, listen, I watched for 10 minutes, so I guess this, maybe everybody's just watching in anger. Um, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, moving right along with the podcast here. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. I am itching. I'm on edge, guys. I'm on edge. I got to get on stage, test out these new material. You know, I mean, it's just when you're on stage so many times a week for so many weeks in a row and then you get off it does feel good to relax like i said be with the family and do all those things you'll get a chance to do but boy am i fucking i am i'm ready to go i am chomping at the bit here I'm, I'm ready to get back on stage um which should make the unacceptables fun this week uh, oh somebody had asked me um uh, somebody had asked me if, uh, or said that i should um review cigars on the podcast because i've been smoking cigars and i'm getting more and more into the cigars, to be honest. And not to my wife's liking either. 
my wife was like, babe, come on, you keep smoking cigars, you're smoking too many, and I do, I love them, I love them, but I did have one, and it's called the AVO, A-V-O, and it's about like a $13 stick, $13, $14 stick, A-V-O, loved it, absolutely loved it, it comes in like a, uh, like a, like a tan container, you know, with the screw top on, where they just keep it in the tube like that, but it's like a tan container, and um, look for it, A-V-O, awesome smoke, like smooth, but with enough kick, I really, really enjoyed it, man, I had a couple of them, and, and I loved it, also, I also mentioned the Rocky Patel Edge is a good cigar, um, I tried that acid one, it's like one of the most, like, bought cigars right now in the country, I believe, it's like really popular, acid, and I don't like flavored cigars, you know, my dad loves flavored cigars. He comes in, and when he goes to South Beach, Miami, he gets these flavored cigars. And they are good and tasty, but, like, now that I'm kind of more into cigars, I need the kick. I need the slap in the face to go, hey, this is fucking some serious tobacco. is good, but, like, I just, I, I want the real tobacco. But I did get an acid the other day, and what it is is it's, like, regular tobacco. It's not, like, flavored tobacco in the middle, but the outside, the, the outside leaf has, like, this vanilla taste to it. And then the combination is okay. And like halfway through, I was like, it's actually good. But I'm more of just, you know. You know what I'll do on the podcast from now on for people that uh, that care or give a shit about the cigars is um, at any time that I try a new one during that week and I like it, I'll bring the label with me and I'll just mention it to you guys. But the one this week would be the Avo. So I would check that one out because it, it, it's just, it was really good. It just was like I said, it had the kick, but it was smooth. It was tasty, really good. So check out that uh, cigar. Now, um, oh, this was this was hilarious, and I had to make it a point to talk about this on the show this week. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to save this because my unacceptable is kind of can be kind of you know, in conjunction with this. So I will go right now. It is time for Unacceptables. I'm going to get to the Unacceptables uh, from the fans first. I actually am not doing three. I'm doing four this week. There was a lot of good ones. And again, I wanted to keep, you know, I want to talk about all of them, but only have so much time on the show. But here's Unacceptables um, from you guys, the listeners. Thank you. Keep them coming. And here we go. We got a couple of Facebook ones too. All right, so we'll go through these. We'll do mine. Got some stuff to talk about. Then I definitely want to hit up the sports um, with uh, all that stuff. Carmelo Anthony, the soccer, all that stuff. So we'll get into that. But right now, it is time for Unacceptable from you guys. So here we go. The first one on Facebook is from Derek Buss. Derek Buss says, woman asks another woman, I guess at their job they were working, and a woman asked another woman, for a tampon loudly in the office. Now that's just, yeah, that's unacceptable because it's like, that's like a chick who wants attention because there's no reason for other people to hear that. And he said in his message to me that like it was like 30 feet away. Like, like she tr- like acted like she wanted to whisper, but like for like everybody could pretty much hear it. So she wanted, so that's just one of those women. But that the, here's the thing about that. It's like, that's like unacceptable on two levels. One, you shouldn't let people know your personal business like that. But then the rest of the day, people are going to know you're just fucking, you know, just 
you know, blood streaming down your fucking body into, it's just fucking gross, you know, it's gross, and it's just, you know, you shouldn't, you know, listen, it's one thing wanting attention, but when it's like something gross like that, it's just like, whatever, you know, and and I I get it, I actually liked this unacceptable, I was like, yeah, that is, that's unacceptable for someone to just, because I just think about that, like, if my daughter ever did, think about if your daughter or the woman in your life did that. And then all of a sudden, it just totally fucking validates the unacceptable. Like a female that you love, a woman, lady, whatever, we just like out loud goes, "Hey, can I get a tampon?" You're just like, "Ugh," you know what I mean? That that's a chick. To, that, that's a chick who's gonna either like, that's a chick who's gonna be either working at a Denny's, serving drunk people at a Denny's at two o'clock in the morning, or like stripping, just announcing that. Have a little fucking class intact, you animal. I swear to God, fucking animals. Just letting everybody know you're bleeding out of your fucking hole. It's fucking gross, man. Unacceptable. Great one, Derek. Thank you. Okay, next one. Another one from Facebook. Um, And this one really hit home with me because this is something that I try to make sure that I don't do. And in my business, sometimes it's really hard. And in a lot of businesses, it's hard. You know, um... I shouldn't just say what I do, but you know, when you get when you have a manager and other people are helping with your career. See, my business is one of those things where it's not just, you know, you. You know, your manager calls up, "Hey, you got this audition," or 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 you know, another comedian calls up and or you're talking about a project or something that you were working on. So it, it's just tough. And um, this is from uh, Aaron uh, Garson. Garson. I believe it's Garson. I'm sorry if it's Garcon, Garson, but I think it's Aaron Garson on Facebook, and it says parents ignoring their kids because of the phone. And um, he basically went on to describe that he saw, he said something, uh, Aaron said something where he uh, was with his niece or nephew, and they were just walking and talking, and the the kids were at the stage, like, you know, like my kids kind of, um, where they just constantly ask questions and like their imagination and what's reality and fantasy is kind of mixed still. And they just are just these wide eyed, you know, kids with, you know, this, this great imagination and they talk. And he said that just talking, it just like was something that he'll cherish and remember. And he's looking at people with their kids, like trying to get their attention and they're just staring at their phones. And, you know, I read it and that, that is, that this is, I mean, this is probably the, the most unacceptable thing of all. I don't know if there'll ever be another unacceptable ever than ignoring your children, the people that you love the most and that love you the most, ignoring them for some bullshit. And he actually said something funny like, oh, I can't talk to you right now. I'm looking at the burrito my friend just ate, <laughs> which is so true. But no, Aaron, thank you for the, for that. And, and it is true. You know, I sometimes will be in front of my computer or my phone and my kids are there and I catch myself and I throw the phone down and I put the, the, the laptop to the side and I get on the ground and I just start playing with my kids and I be with my kids. And again, that's part of the reason why I wanted to make sure that um, I didn't run around the days I was off trying to, to not be off, just staying off because you could fall into that and and it is unacceptable. And you know something, nobody remembers it and, and it doesn't hit home with anybody more than it does with those children. Because those children, you know, I remember one time my, my son saw me work and he's like, I hate that computer to put it down. And I was like, wow, that really hit me. So um, this that's completely unacceptable because you know something and you got to look at it like this. If God forbid something ever happened, you don't want to be remembered like that. If God forbid something ever happened to the people that you love and and you think, oh, man, I was fucking concerned, you know. I was fucking concerned about where 
Kanye West's wedding was, so I was reading about it while my fucking kid was tugging on my pants. Absolutely unacceptable. So uh, thank you. That's uh, that's a great one, and that 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 one really hit home, and that should hit home with everybody, because I th- I think we all we live in a day and age now with this technology and this phone. You know, the Galaxy will fucking give you a hand job now. The fucking iPhone will buy you food. I mean, it's just ridiculous what these things do. And we just get buried in them, whether it's games or whatever. So, uh, that's unacceptable. Okay, uh, now this one is uh, Facebook. And uh, this one is from... Oh, this one, yeah, this one this is a good one too. Uh, Chris Frost, and the Twitter follower is MNFrostyBoy. At MNFrostyBoy. Uh, and he says, uh, eight-year-old, I guess it was an eight-year-old girl, looked like she was 50 pounds overweight, getting another icy after the movie was over. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Listen, it's one thing you take your kids to the movies, okay? You get them candy, you get them, you know, fine, fine. They want a soda, you know, the, you know, the, the, the fat little bastard wants to get some fucking, you know, popcorn and a candy and a soda fine maybe it's a big movie event you do that i recently took my son to see how to train your dragon 2 i reviewed it on the last podcast yeah he had some twizzlers we, we had a bunch of stuff and it was great but if you see and, for, and my son is not even close to overweight my son is not 10 pounds overweight let alone 50 especially with the problem in this country with these fat little pricks eating and, and it's ridiculous man it is and it, it does it falls like my buddy Sean Quinn's got a great bit where he was basically talking about like how can these kids be fat when you're their only source of food? Like the parents are the only people that could do it. And, you know, it's ridiculous. And I got to say, I was talking to my wife today about this and it was ridiculous what I saw. But I saw a little girl, probably seven years old, eight years old, and she was like really fat. She was. And, and I, I just looked and I was, I felt so bad for this kid because this kid's got diabetes written all over her face that young, you know, just this little girl who should be, who should be of, of her, the right weight for her age. And she's not, she's just this, she was just this fat little, you know, you know, gross, you know, and, and it's terrible and it's nobody else's fault. And I, I got, listen, I got a lot of shit on the podcast, by the way, you guys know, like. As much as people um, like the podcast and, and say nice things, there will be occasions where people go at me and somebody said to me, somebody tweeted at me, um, you know, overweight people aren't pieces of shit, fuck you and your shitty podcast, and people like thought I was going at fat people. And I'm not, first of all, I'm not going at fat people. I could lose 10 pounds myself, 15 pounds myself. I think we all can. But I'm talking about when it gets to an obesity level that is just unacceptable, do something, and if your fucking eight-year-old girl wants an icy after a movie, after she had snacks, after she already had an icy, and she's 50 pounds overweight, shame on you. It's fucking ridiculous, and it is unacceptable. It is. I have nothing against fat people. That was one of the funniest, like, hate mails I've gotten. Like, somebody actually wrote, overweight people aren't pieces of shit and it's like so there was probably some fucking fat ass what listening to my podcast who probably liked my show liked what i did and then i hit home with something that they're dealing with and they fucking go at me fuck you man put close the refrigerator that should be the name of any the next really fat comedian's next album name should be close the fridge you know, don't fucking take it out on me because your fucking eight-year-old has dreams about mayo and shit because you don't know how to calm him down. 
You're raising these little fucking animals that need to be in a cage because you can't control the amount of ground beef you're cooking in your house, you fucking monstrosity. Fuck you. It's disgusting what these kids are doing. It's disgusting. I'm not even kidding, man. It's disgusting. To see a, a little kid who can't control themselves because their parents probably just shove candy down their face. I feel bad sometimes. Like, I bribe my kids with candy. I think all parents do. But I gave my daughter, like, four of those baby jelly beans. They were, like, the little ones. The little, little ones. I gave her four, and that was it. Like, what are these people doing? Like, promising gallons of ice cream if they sit down and watch TV and shut up? I mean, it's ridiculous. So, Chris, I agree with you, man. Um... He goes, does your daughter really need another Icy after the movie? After the movie is what made this the unacceptable. I wouldn't have put it on the show if it was just, does she need another Icy during a movie? Because it's during, but the fact that she wanted another one after the movie was over and the parent got, that, that's ridiculous. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Okay, uh, here is a, here's the last one. Another Twitter and another Aaron. Aaron Carcamo at A underscore R-O-N-K-2-4. I guess getting seated at a restaurant and then the waitress cleans off the table. So yeah, there was shit on it. The reason why I put that on is that recently happened to me. We were waiting for a table and like they were like seating us, but they were busy and they couldn't handle it. And like me and my kids couldn't go down and my wife, we couldn't get down to the... We couldn't sit down on this thing in peace because there was other people's shit all over it. And then the waitresses. And then, and then they just come over with that smile like, oh my God, sorry about that. It's like, yeah, get this shit out of here or don't seat me. <laughs> That's, it's as simple as that. Like, I don't want to see somebody else's lip marks on a drink while my kids are trying to sit down. Because all the kids want to do when you show up is get the crayons and get the thing and, you know, order their meal and, and get going and stuff. So I, I agree with you. That's an unacceptable too. It's 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 just a, a laziness that's so ridiculous. Um, cleaning the table after you sit down. That's it, though, man. That's what we're living in, man. Where these people don't. That's why I like that show, Undercover Boss. I was watching Undercover Boss, and like, I don't know if it's they. These people know, because if you notice, like, every employee they go to is like a saint. They're it's like they're like overly doing it. These employees. They're like, yeah, you know, I put my kid to sleep. Then I drive back in the car at 2 o'clock in the morning and mop the floor because I really want to make sure that the floor is done. Then I go home, eat a snack, and then I'm dreaming about if the floor is clean enough. So I come back and I clean the floor. And then I'm like, you know what, let me clean the fryers again. And then I do that. I basically, I I got divorced 15 times because of this. And the guy's like, wow. Do you go on vacation? We don't even know what the word vacation means because I'm always here cleaning the floors. And then at the end, the guy gives like 50 grand and like a 20-day vacation. And the late people are crying. I want that show one time. Can I just be like, I just want the guy to be like, hey, man, I yeah, smoke weed on my lunch breaks, man. Fuck this place. <laughs> How great would that be? Like, yeah, these fucking people. You think I give a fuck about this place, dude? Yeah, the other day I jerked off in a bathroom and smoked a joint and stayed in there an extra half hour. I can't stand this underpaid horse shit. Anyway, man, how you doing, dude? Nice to... I mean, listen, get the gig. If you get the gig, what are you going to do? You know, you get the gig. It's not that bad of a gig. You know, we'll hang. We'll hang. I got, you know, it'll be nice. I'll probably have a friend to smoke weed with. 
But, um, you know, as far as the hours and the peer, the manager's a cocksucker. I mean, I can't stand this place. But, hey, I got kids. I got kids. You know, people got to eat. You know, but I'll tell you, I think the whole idea of the company sucks. You know, it's like it's a shitty burger. That's what it is. You know, it's a shitty burger and fries. And these people are capitalizing on how fat people are in this country. But, uh, but anyway, man, no, it was great to train you today and, and smoke a spliff with you. And, uh, you know, let's see if it works out. <laughs> they would never air that. But how great would it be? How great would it be if the if the guy just oh my god it'd be epic. All right, now it's time, guys, for my unacceptable for the week. And I know, I know, I went a little overboard last week. I think some people were horrified, and some people said it was my best unacceptable ever. Uh, because I just for twenty five minutes freaked out on the woman who talked shit at my son's thing. Okay, but this week it's different. This week, I'm not going after restaurants. This week, I am not going after, um, you know, cunty women. This week, I am not going on anything customer service based. I am not doing that. This time, this is something that enrages me. I always think about it in my car and go, I have to talk about this. So here we go. I'm taking this unacceptable out on radio stations. That's right. Unacceptable for the week for me is, and by the way, thank you to the fans. Please keep them coming. I will read them as I always do. But now it's my turn. These radio stations who report and they have that celebrity gossip person. You guys know what I'm talking about. Hot 97 has like Miss Info, her name is. And it's like this little Asian chick and she's like, hi, I'm Miss Info. And they like, you know, they do like the little like news reporting music in the background and they report. So now it's becoming where you can't listen to your fucking songs anymore or whatever. Now you have to listen to what's going on and the people who's making the songs lives. So now not only do you hear about people rapping about their Maseratis, but now you find out the drama or whatever's going on. That that that's the times we live in. It's like ESPN does it with sports, the TMZ. I can't fucking stand it. I'm in my car driving, and I want to listen to the radio. And they're like, in other news, Kim and Kanye we have uh, Kim and Kanye West were upset at because their their uh, honeymoon photos they had scat like their faces didn't look right. They were upset. Come to find out, they were unhappy with how the wedding photos went, and they have to edit this one with flowers in the background because. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, are you fucking kidding me? First of all, this fucking bitch is employed. This bitch is employed by running around doing gossip for radio stations on what the people who are singing the songs of personal lives is happening. Are you are you kidding me? It's fucking unacceptable. It is unacceptable that I'm driving my son to his school and we want to listen to some music and have a good time or whatever. And sometimes he knows the songs now of popular songs because he's at that age where they listen in school. He'll sing along and I'll sing with him or we'll just like laugh. And like sometimes I literally just like to listen to my son, my son sing like a song or my daughter and my son like just like rock back and forth in their car seats singing and I get a kick out of it. And then I got to hear Kim and Kanye West, but everybody knows that the wedding was so beautiful and they just want to pick. It's like, are you fuck? Who gives a shit? I don't Do you understand? I don't give a fuck. I want to listen to it. They got they got some guy like, yeah, well, uh, you know. Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith, um, you know, they were fighting, but you know, they are they did decide to, you know, 
get their son the Porsche anyway because, the, you know, they didn't know if, the, you know, they wanted a reality in the kid's life and, you know, getting a fucking Porsche when you're 10 years old doesn't make sense, but they went with it anyway. Anyway, I miss Info for Hot 97 and it's like, are you fucking kidding? Dude, it, it enrages me to the point where I want, it enrages me to the point where I want the person reporting it to be kidnapped and then like a ransom and like a picture of them, like a ransom and then people reporting on them being in an awful, horrible situation because the killer or the person who kidnapped them couldn't handle listening to their voice reporting on fucking celebrities. That's how mad I get. Okay, it's fucking unacceptable. I don't give a fuck. Do you understand? I don't give a fuck about Kim or Kanye West. I don't. I don't give a fuck if Kim or Kanye West flew off a cliff tonight. I don't give a shit if Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith buy their son a jet airplane. Just play the fucking song and stop it with the radio station and all this gossiping. And this, oh, here's your celebrity gossip. Or here's your celebrity dirt. Or, or, or Z100 in New York. Oh, here's your sleaze. They call it the sleaze. And, and it's just like, yeah, well, um, so-and-so's dating uh, this one. And they, they think that it would be good if they lived in a pink house because, you know, they, they just pink is something they connected. So they're painting their fucking mansion in New Jersey pink for other news. And it's like, I don't give a fuck if they were brutally murdered in their pink mansion. Stop fucking talking about it. And I'm not even trying to be fucking overly violent or rude here. I can't handle it. Why the fuck do I give a shit? I don't give a shit. You actually want me to be in my car going, oh man, that really sucks for Kim and Kanye about their wedding photos, man. Somebody's got to do something about this. And the sad thing is, people, there are people like that. There are people that are like, oh my God, that is so sad. I hope they worked that out. Do you understand that Kim and Kanye West don't give a fuck if you got fucking, oh my God, they don't give a shit what happened to you. They don't care. They don't care what happens. They're fucking multi-multi-millionaires who look at you as sheep. A herd of fucking sheep that show up to their shows and give money like robots. That's what they look at you as. And you're going to sit there and you're going to wait. About, oh my God, I got to find out what happened with Kim and Kanye. I was like, a fucking girl. How is TMZ in business? It's a fucking joke. It's, it's preposterous. It's one of the most ridiculous things in our country right now. Do you understand that they that, that they never did this before? ESPN is TMZ now. Tiger Woods haven't said they actually. Do you understand how many fucking ads? You know what Michael Jordan must have did. You know what Magic John? We all know what Magic Johnson did. He got AIDS from it. But now it's like this whole fucking thing, and now they do now 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 they've taken it to radio stations. You can't. It's a, a radio station. You can't even listen to. Pharrell Williams is now dating so-and-so, so I guess he's happy, and then they play the song. It's like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Just play the song. And I can't stand when they like do a little joke like with the person that won. Hey, yeah, you're the 25th caller. Okay, it was a, so you guys going to like party like wait, before the concert? Oh, yeah, you're going to really party before the concert. Oh, man, can I come with you? Oh, uh, something tells me you and your friends are a little crazy. And then, like, they just, like, try a stupid joke. You're like, all right, say the number one station. And they play the song. It's like, dude, listen, I, I don't, first of all, your jokes are awful and corny. Okay, nobody's going home going, dude, dude, I know that song is good. But do you remember what he said right before that song? No, nobody gives a shit. Stop it. 
And I'm probably a little on edge because of sports. There's nothing even to watch on TV. Sports are so bad right now. I mean, hockey's gone, which I got into. Basketball's gone, which I absolutely love. Football's gone, which is the best. I mean... The Yankees are playing Toronto and Canada. I don't really give a shit about that. Sports are so bad right now. They're playing the World Series, the College World Series. Vanderbilt and Virginia was the biggest thing on TV today. All right, so I'm a little on edge about that. But, I mean, this 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 radio station's reporting on celebrity gossip is fucking unacceptable. And now they call it Kimye? Ugh. Oh, my God. Ugh. That's the only thing I could say. Kimye's wedding photos no good. Really upset. Ruined their honeymoon. Now they're on their second honeymoon in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Of course they are. Because they could fucking have the picture fixed and their life is great. And I'm trying to listen to a song and I gotta listen to this shit. Okay, how about Kim and Kanye West wake up and see what other people's checking accounts look like? Okay, then they'll have a real fucking thing on their face. You know, I'd love for, for Kim and Kanye West to have a real fucking problem. You know what I mean? A real problem on their hands. You know, God forbid they can't buy $15,000 shoes. That's a bad day for them. These people don't have fucking problems. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's so ridiculous. And, and, and we got to report on it. They got to report on it. Anyway, that's my unacceptable for the week. Radio stations reporting on celebrity gossip. It's even gone to radio stations. What's going to happen next? Am I going to be watching Monday Night Football? We're going to be watching Monday Night Football. And then going to be like, oh my God, what a hit that was. That was such a hit. Oh my God, the linebacker just drilled him. Anyways, just wanted to let you guys know for the people out there, we just found out that Kim and Kanye West just bought a new car. Let's get back to the game. I don't give a shit. Now, speaking of radio stations, and radio stations, I got I to gotta tell you guys, man, and, and let me know um, if you guys have good stories about your local radio stations or how fucking lazy and awful it's getting, and that's why podcasts are the best, and that's why I thank you guys for listening to my podcast, and hopefully you guys are listening to me over some shitty fucking morning show or whatever you listen to, or whatever time you listen to this, but I was listening to the radio, and they had a... Um, a psychic on, right? <laughs> this could have been unacceptable for the week. This this could. So I guess I'll give you guys like a round two, but this isn't. The unacceptable is the radio stations, but this falls into it because uh, this is what I was talking about before. So I'm driving and I'm, I'm flipping, and I have like four major stations that I'll listen to. Actually like six, but like four are like the main ones that I go to if I'm not listening to like sports talk on the fan or whatever. And... They had a psychic on, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up for the show. I'm not making this up, but I just laughed out loud on the West Side Highway going to Manhattan. This lady goes, I swear to God, as serious as she could be in this radio station, always brings this psychic in every once in a while. But she just, she literally goes, okay, listen, I I don't know definitively. I'm not seeing definitively, but, you know, it definitely, like, chances are could be a boy. She's talking about the sex of the baby, which is already 50-50. And she goes, yeah, you know, I, I can't say definite, but yeah, I, I, I mean, there's a good chance it could be a boy. And I'm going, are these fucking... And the lady's like, oh, okay, thank you. And then the one that just made me fucking laugh is when she goes, listen, I see something coming up in your future. And, um, you know, so, you know, just save your money. 
You know, you're going to need your money. Save your money. And the lady's like, okay, wow. And I'm just going, are you people that fucking... Do you realize what this lady just told you? She said she can't say for a fact it's a boy, but there's definitely a good chance it's a male. And save your money or whatever. You might need your money for... It's it's the most broad bullshit. That's like, you know... That's like her saying, listen, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be bad weather. Okay, there's definitely a chance it might rain, but there's also a really good chance it's not going to. So, I mean, I would just go outside. Um, I could definitely tell you that outside will exist tomorrow. I I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but there will be an outside of your house tomorrow. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. I'm telling you, dude, if you listen, listen to what I'm telling you now. Listen to your radio stations. They're getting lazy. They're running out of shit because people are listening to um, podcasts. People... Are, are actually listening to radio through their laptops now and not in the car. So, like, um, it's it's just all starting to change. But when you're listening to the radio, they're trying to get creative and do stuff. You know, they got psychics coming in. I mean, Ryan Seacrest has to, you know, to keep the interest, what they're doing is, like, Ryan Seacrest, like, interviews, uh, does, like, a 10-second interview with, like, huge stars who are coming out with a movie. And it's just bad. It's just fucking bad. And and the fact that and you know how you know they're getting lazy is because they're fucking reporting on celebrity gossip, which is ridiculous. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, it could be a male. Could be a male and money's important. <laughs> oh my god. Stealing money. Fucking stealing money. Alright, everybody. We're going on to the movie section. And um I did see a movie this week. I saw Liam Neeson's uh, Nonstop On Demand. It was a movie I wanted to see in the theater. And my brother didn't want to see it. Who else was I? Bill Burr didn't want to see it. He made fun of me for wanting to see it. A bunch of people were like, but listen, I like airplane shit. I'm fascinated with aviation. And Liam Neeson will always give you a good run. He will. Liam Neeson will give you good acting. He's a good older action hero. And I I was into it. And I put it on the other day. And you know what? I love the twists and turns. Um, I did. I thought that the whole time could be this, could be that. It kept you guessing on who did it. For you people don't know about Nonstop. Nonstop is a movie with Liam Neeson. He's on a plane. He gets a text message from somebody saying that they want... 150 million dollars in their account or somebody's going to die every 20 minutes and you know so it just goes on and it's you don't know who's in on it you don't know what's going on you can't trust anybody I liked it I liked it I had a nice little you know I thought I had a nice little twist I had a couple little twists so uh yeah, nonstop was uh, if you're home, you know, do, listen, it's not going to blow you away. It's not like the most incre- but it definitely was good. I it was just it, it passed the time the right way. I was into it. I felt satisfied when it was over and I was like, "All right, that was basically what I wanted it to be." A thriller on an airplane that's not corny and I didn't think it was. I thought th- I thought that they did a a really good job with it. So I'd recommend that. I think the next movie I'm going to see is Kevin Costner in 3 Days to Kill, which is also on demand. And I might have to see the next, the other Transformers movie only because I saw the other ones. But I don't know, man. This one's looking pretty weak. So maybe if I go with my son, I'll have an excuse. But 
you know, whatever. So that's it for the movies. Nonstop with Liam Neeson. Definitely check it out if you're home not doing anything and you get it for cheaper than you would have in the movie theater. Now, guys, sports. It's getting a little hairy. Carmelo Anthony today opted out of his last um, year of his contract with the Knicks to explore free agency, which he did say... He did say he was going to do anyway. So he kind of prepared the New York media. Now, here's the thing. I look at it like this. It is a fact that if Carmelo Anthony leaves the Knicks, he is basically leaving $33 million on the table. The New York Knicks, and I know I'm losing some of you non-sports fans, but I'll try to make it as interesting as I can, and I'll just talk about the business aspect of it. If Carmelo Anthony leaves the New York Knicks, he's leaving $33 million on the table because that's how much more money the Knicks can pay than anybody else. Now, he's mentioned winning and he mentioned going someplace else, but his agent made a statement today. I feel like anytime the agent makes a statement like this, I think he's leaning towards staying because the agent today said Carmelo Anthony loves doing, loves the fans, loves being a Knick, loves the city. At this stage in his career, he's just exploring his options and wants to see. Basically, what that tells me is he's opting out and he's going to go back to the Knicks, but for top dollar and wants the Knicks to fucking empty the purse on him. That's what I think. I think at the end of the day, I don't think that he's going to want to play in Chicago. I, after being in New York, I don't think he's going to want to go there. Derek Rose has a couple of knee injuries now. You never know what's going to happen with him. I just don't know if that's the right fit. Phil Jackson, they got a new coach. If he hangs in New York and he's the king of New York for a while while they try to build around and get a team with him that can make a run in the next couple of years, I think that makes the most sense for him. I think he knows that. You know, Macanudo Club, guys, he loves that cigar bar, Macanudo Club. For you people that don't know, Carmelo Anthony is a cigar aficionado. He loves cigars. He was on the cover of uh, Cigar Aficionado magazine. He go. He, he's always in Club Macanudo in New York City. Come on, he's not giving that up to go to the second city. and Because it, it's the second city because fucking New York is the first. What are you going to do over there? Stay put. Take your 30s. People go, oh, he's got enough money. I don't give a shit how much money you got. You can't walk out of a room leaving $33 million on the table to go play in Chicago with guys that you don't know. Guys that you don't know if they could win. Guys that you don't know if they're going to be injured again. Come on. You can't do that. And I'm sorry, people in Chicago listening to this. Chicago's a great town. It's a great city. I talk shit because I'm from New York. Chicago's great. I know it is. And I know and I know people from there. And I know the people are great there. This is me being a bitter Nick fan who thinks this guy might leave. But no, I really don't think he's going to leave. But come on, he can't go to Chicago. You stay in New York. You get the max money. You see what Phil Jackson could do when you finish your career here. Then you'll have two places, both home, because Denver like raised him and grew him up as in, in, in you know right out of school. And then he basically, you know, has roots in New York so he could finish his thing there. He's got plenty of money. His wife works in New York. Come on. I think he stays. My prediction right now, unless, here's the thing, unless there's like this developing story where he's like trying to do some shit with LeBron James and all of a sudden, in the 11th hour, oh, LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony get together in this town, you know, and I don't know if or think that's going to happen, but if that doesn't happen, I think Carmelo Anthony stays in New York. 
Now, going on to this FIFA World Cup, I actually um, watched it. My dad came over yesterday. And my dad's not a big sports guy, you know. My dad cares about fucking how the food tastes. You know, my dad gives a shit about food, cigars, and, you know, family in his car. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't give a shit. But we turned the game on when Portugal was winning 2 to nothing. And then right when we watched was when the U.S. got the two goals to go ahead. And then with 10 seconds left, Portugal tied it. Or I'm sorry, one nothing, one nothing Portugal, and then U.S. gets two goals to go up one, and then ten seconds left, Portugal gets that fucking header in to 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 tie it, which was devastating. But I got into it, man. So now I'm excited because now I actually could watch the U.S. play Germany on Friday and and remotely give a fuck. You know, you're I'm, you know I'm gonna care for a second. And I'd be like, oh my god, yes. But the weird thing is, it's like they're just standing around, like, kicking it. Like, there's no pace to it. And the time never stops. And, like, a guy could look like he's going to fake it and then just kick it in. And it goes in and the place goes nuts. But it also feels like the place shouldn't be going that nuts. Because it looks like he did, like, this lazy thing where, like, he got lucky. But I know that they're working really hard. It's guys working really hard. But from your perspective at TV, it looks like they're running in quicksand. And they don't give a give a shit. It's it's really, but I'm in. I'm into it. I really am. I thought that. Um, I thought that those two goals that we scored to go up. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be big. So I hope they beat Germany in advance and keep going in this thing because it's actually cool to watch. And let's be honest, you know, sports is in a bad way if I'm talking about the FIFA World Cup like this. But I am going to try to get into it. And um, yeah, I mean, it, without football, without basketball, you know, hockey. What do you? What can you do right now? I took my son to a Yankee game. Shout out to Chris Scopo, comedian and also producer on uh, Bobby Kelly's uh, YKWD podcast. Uh, he hooked uh, he hooked me up, and I took my son. Great seats, great tickets uh, to the Yankee game, and um, we were right there. Oh man, amazing seats in a suite. It was amazing, and. Um, you know, my little boy's funny. He's just watching, and I'm like, yeah, that's Derek Jeter right there. That's one of the best players. My son said the funniest shit to me, man. We're in the car, and this is when I was like, man, this is my son because he's just like, you know, he's strong-headed. He wants to be the best at everything, and he's sitting in the car, and I'm going, aren't you excited? You're going to see Derek Jeter. He's one of the greatest baseball players ever, and you're going to get to see him and stuff, and, you know, and he goes, he is, and I go, yeah, and he goes, is he better than me? And he was dead serious because my son plays t-ball. So he really wanted to know if Derek Jeter. And like like an idiot, instead of me just being like, of course not, nobody's better than you. I was like, well, he's older, you know. He kind of <laughs> kind of plays pro and shit. But like, you know, and, you know, but it, it was funny because after he saw him and he got into it, all he liked really about the game, because he's five, he just liked when, um, like when the crowd went nuts he liked singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. But, like, other than that, he was just, like, he didn't really, you know. They want more action. They want to see stuff, you know. Um, but I had a great time with him. So thanks again for those for those tickets. Um, it's so cool when your son, like, when you could bring your son to something like that and just have them see, you know, see what's going on and, you know, be a part of it. They, they just get such a kick out of it. So, um how about this Tanaka guy, man? Tanaka's good. Tanaka's good. 
It's fun to watch a pitcher like that. But like I like see that's the thing. I just get into like a one guy like that. I can't get into like all these guys and watch all these games. I just I just can't do it. Um, all right, so that's it for sports. And um, let's wow, fifty fifty two minutes already. Um, yeah, we got some plugs. Got some good news, everybody. With the Vegas, Vegas is happening. Vegas is um, is going down. I will be out in Vegas, and I'm very happy. And, guys, please, if you're listening to this and you're going to be out there, purchase your tickets. There's links right now. Or you could go just go online, and you could go to um, the Improv at Harris uh, Hotel and Casino. And we are on, and I repeat, we are on the 8.30 show. Okay? There's two shows there. The all-in tour with a very special guest. Okay, so for you guys that don't know, if you're in Vegas, Bill Burr will be at the Mirage on Friday and Saturday and the all-in tour, and Bill is staying in town, will be at the Improv at Harris Hotel and Casino Sunday night, I repeat, Sunday night, June 29th at 8.30. The show is the first show on their schedule that night, 8.30, myself, Jason Law, Joe Bartnick, a very special surprise guest and maybe even another one. Um, so you never know who's going to show up to this thing. So if you're in Vegas during that time, get your tickets, man. Because, um, you know, we're expecting a big time, big time sellout. And we're expecting just a, an amazing show from top to bottom. So come out to that June 29th at Harris, the Improv Comedy Club at Harris Hotel and Casino. Um, oh my God, that's going to be just the fact that all my boys, all of us are going to be there smoking cigars, hanging out, drinking, maybe a little dice, maybe a little poker, getting some sleep poolside. Oh my God, it's going to be a shit show. Some sushi, uh, sports arguing with Lawhead and Burr and Bartnick is just sitting there just yelling at each other about sports. One guy's from Boston, I'm from New York, one guy's from Cleveland, one guy's from Pittsburgh. It's just going to be a fucking good old-fashioned shit show. It's just going to be like a Wild West shootout of just shit-talking, boozing. The comedy's going to be great. We're going to be out in Vegas together. Go to these shows. Go go to the show Sunday night, June 29th. I, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick, but it's going to be worth it should be great also this week i will be at um i will be at stand up new york wednesday night at 11 o'clock which is on the 10 o'clock show so check me out if you're local you're in new york and you want to come out i will be on the uh, 11 o'clock i'll be performing at 11 o'clock at stand up new york that's this wednesday uh the no i'm sorry Yes, the 25th or 26th? The 26th. Um, on the 27th, Friday the 27th, I will be hosting the stands 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock shows. And then Sunday I am off to Vegas. So please check all of those out. And um, yeah. But I mean, we've been waiting. And here's what I really love about this. We've talked so many times. And we talk about going into battle together. These big, beautiful theaters that we've either, a bunch of us, you know, me, Lawhead, and Burr, we went on a, um, a road trip on a bus last year. That was incredible. And Bill and I have been, Bill and I, maybe more than, 
maybe more than anybody, you know, together have been in some of the biggest major cities, some of the biggest, most incredible theaters and all that. And we always were like, man, we've never, how have we never been in Vegas together? How have we never fucking been in Vegas together? We love sports. We love to talk shit about sports, maybe gambling on sports, drinking, smoking cigars, doing all that. And finally it is happening, guys. And I got to tell you, I am going to walk into that place. I mean, I am so excited to be there with my boys performing, hanging out, cannot wait. We're all going to be on another level. We're all going to be, it's just going to be great. Come out to the show. Not that we're going to give more of the show than we do other places, but we're all just going to be so fucking psyched, you know. We're not going to the Dakotas to perform is what I'm saying. And by, by the way, I want to go to the Dakotas. That's one thing I want to do. I want to go to the Dakotas. I want to go to Montana. I want to go to Alaska. There's a bunch of places that like, you know, I think people will be really appreciative if we go and, and we want to go and give those people a show. Heard a lot of the people in Alaska are animals, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I really was excited to go, and a lot of comedians were like, nah, man, they're just rowdy drunks. They scream shit. I don't care. That's fine. I mean, I'll go just for, you know, for the experience and to go there and stuff, but I think the people will be respectful. You know. I mean, listen, they're animals in Jersey. I'm not really worried about them in Alaska. You know. But, um, so check out those shows. Uh, my website was updated, and the only thing that my website doesn't have is a latest clip, and there will be a latest clip tomorrow. But as far as all of the new, um, all of the new dates coming up, uh, the cities, I will be headlining. I think I mentioned the the Comedy Inn August eighth and 9th, so you could check that out. That's in South Beach, Miami. I'll be there. That is not with the All In Tour. That is myself. But all the stuff is on paulverzi.com. That's V I R Z I. Please follow me um, on Twitter at. Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. You guys have just listened to episode 165. Um, thank you for your kind words. Thank you for the comments. Uh, more comments this week saying that the podcast gets people through the week, uh, and it's why I do it. So uh, let me know, and uh, let me know any shitty radio stations and their awful little gimmicks, their awful little, like, let's pass time with this corny fucking hacky thing. Let me know about those, because it's just ridiculous, and uh, I'm just getting tired of listening to them talking shit. So that was the unacceptable for the week. Keep your unacceptable for the week coming. I will definitely shout them out, as I always do, and stop watching Finding Bigfoot. I'm out of here, guys, until episode 166. Um... That's it. I'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a great week, and I will talk to you guys either in Vegas with my boys on the podcast or right afterwards. Uh, Later.